This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Good morning, Salam Alaikum. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, when we talk about the importance of parental involvement, in the education of our kids it mostly falls on mums but actually the roles of dads the roles that they play are vital to the success of our kids so much so that it is referred to as the dad effect alan cohen co-chair harvard principal center advisory board emeritus is going to be explaining what that is and why it's so important next here on live feats on pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. So much of parental involvement research focuses on mums now, but emerging studies show that involved fathers can significantly improve their children's educational progress too. So according To the Fatherhood Institute in the U.S., a father's interest in his child's education has been found to have a more direct impact on educational outcomes than family background, poverty, or even the child's personality. A study in the Journal of Marriage and the Family surveying 1,250 fathers found that children whose fathers are largely present for things like meals, leisure time, and homework fare significantly better in academics than those whose fathers are not an active part of these formative experiences. So how can dads make a difference and how can schools do more to support them? Well, I'm very excited to be welcoming back to the Pulse95 Studios, Alan Cohen, world-class progressive educator and co-chair emeritus of the Principal Centre Harvard Graduate School of Education. Good to have you. Good to be back, Sally. Good to be back. Now, Alan, um, you know, your experience in education is uh, uh, incredible. You know, over many, many years, uh, somebody who's championed progressive education, um, you've seen it all really, it's safe to say, when it comes to um, parents being part of their kids' lives, you know, the levels of parental engagement. And this was actually a topic that you're very passionate about and that you came to us with. And I thought, this is really interesting. Tell us about why, why that is. Well, Sally, you know, I call this the dad effect. Um, And it's an umbrella term for the benefits of parental presence. As you stated, there are numerous positive outcomes when parents, when when fathers are involved in their children's lives. But the way I personally got involved with this is kind of exciting. Um, So I'm presently living in L.A., and I'm leading a school there, a very interesting school. And what I noticed was that the moms were picking their children up and taking them to school, and they were totally involved, but I saw no no fathers there. So I decided to create a Donuts with Dad Day. I uh, <laughs> love it. Donuts uh, with Dads. And we invited all the fathers to come. I made personal phone calls to make sure that they would come. And basically, we sat around and we did a guy thing, Sally. It was kind of interesting. We were patting each other on the back. And I put them in a very large circle. And I asked them, why do you think I brought you here this morning? 
And their answers were kind of interesting. Some said to re-sign contracts for next year or to ask for donations to the school. And actually what I told them, I'm here to dispel a myth. I'm here to tell you how crucial you are in your child's life. And they were flawed. And literally, it was the first time they were hearing it. And I gave some some suggestions that they could do. And then I sent them, I told them the best time of my day ever is when I'm in a classroom. Um, that lights me up. I love being around children. I love to watch the co-construction of education going on in a classroom. And I said, I want to give them that as a gift. So I sent them into their children's classroom. They spent 45 minutes. Sally, unbelievable. Our Instagram, our Facebook, um, our Twitter accounts were lit up. Fathers were talking. Moms were talking about this for weeks and weeks. Dads were really, really engaged. And I said, this is really important, and we need to get the word out. This is uh, incredible, but what does the research tell us about why it's important to get dads involved? Well, Sally, as as you know, and you stated through research, and I have loads of research here too, mm. that you know from the National Center of Father Fathering, um, it's a strong predict- predictor of classroom discipline uh, and long term perspective propensity to, to poor behavior yeah. when a father is involved. Right. So this is the thing from your particular experience, because you know, you know how important this is. In your years of uh, teaching and being somebody who's a, a, a great administrator as well, what difference have you seen in the people that you know, that you have taught, that you have been part of their lives? What difference have you seen with those dads who were there for their kids? Sally, it's, it's enormous. And, and actually, research, there's evidence to prove it. So, you know, basically what you see is greater academic success. And there's, there's research on that fathers that actively participate in their child's life, mm. those students are receiving A's. Yeah. All right. So that's that in and of itself. That's really, really important. Um, so there's greater academic success. There's greater positive social behaviors. There's fewer conduct problems. There's better self-esteem. There's less depression. Um, your children are guaranteed literally to go to college. And you know what? Last but not least is higher IQ scores. That's incredible. It's amazing that all of that can happen. Um, But really, I mean, it speaks to me about um, taking the time. So why is it there is still um, there is still that stereotype of the dads who are actually spending time with their kids? They're babysitting rather than actually parenting or, you know, it's still there still isn't that general expectation, societal expectation of dads to really be in there and involved. I agree with you, Sally. And you know, I'm going to say this over and over again as we speak today, it's quality, not quantity, of time. So the dads, when I, I did this donuts with dads, they said, Alan, tell us, tell us what we can do to be better dads. Since you're telling us the research and we love these outcomes, what can we do? And so give us uh, some of the things that you were uh, telling them that they could be doing with their kids. It's not, you know, being passively there. Um, It's a lot more than that, isn't it? As you're saying, quality. 
Sally, it's not sitting and watching television with them. That right. I could assure you. Right, right. But what it is is um, playing games with them, doing sports with them, reading with them, modeling how how you are a passionate reader. I mean, that is a lifelong lesson, and that's something that, that all dads should do. Taking them out on outings to the park, to the zoo, participate in cultural events, have a family night. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do as mm. a parent. The idea of also eating meals together. We're going to be talking more about that, uh, more about the things that dads can do to be part of it. Uh, with Alan Cohen, he is co-chair emeritus of the Principal Center, Harvard University Graduate School of Education, with us here on Life Beats. More next. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking dads and education. You don't often hear about uh, dads and the role that they can and should be playing in their kids' lives. The expectation pretty much falls on the mom. Uh, to be doing everything from helping the kids out with homework to uh, doing all of the the uh, all, all of that caring work um, as well but dads play a huge huge role and this is why we have with us uh, Alan Cohen who is a world-class progressive educator and a co-chair emeritus of the Principal Center at the Harvard Graduate School of Education this is something you're incredibly passionate about but Let's kind of place this in um, in parenting styles, if you like. Um, there are three different parenting styles, um, Alan, and um, kind of tell us how each one fits in within this model that we're talking about here. Well, there's the authoritarian parenting style, and that is low warmth and high control. Mm-hmm. Then there's the authoritative, which is love and limits. It's medium control with high warmth. So that's the parent that discusses things with their child, but at the end of the day, they have the final word. And the last style is permissive. That's high warmth and low control. Um, A lot of us parents fall into the first one and the last one. You see the particularly, um, it's a bit of a stereotype, but within Arab households, you have the uh, authoritarian parent where it's my way or the highway. And, you know, there is little discussion. It's like, you know, this is how we do things. You're expected to fit in. And sometimes you get moms who are maybe, you know, the, the permissive kind of um, style who are, tend to be very, very soft. These are obviously stereotypes. People are all kinds of things. Um, but how do we achieve then what uh, seems to be the best one, which is the authoritative that's probably the most difficult to do, Sally. Mm. It, it really is. But according to research, that's where especially dad should be. Clear expectations, clear and concise expectations of what they expect. Um, with the idea of having a conversation around, around, an, around an idea and being flexible. Being flexible. So giving your child voice. It's really important for your child to be heard and to have a voice. And at the end of the day, you'll make a decision, but you'll make a decision where it's it's not my way or the highway. Mm. Um, you know, the permissive, um, that style is considered the most child-centered 
Um, and a lot of parents today are very permissive with their children, but research is showing us that this idea of love and limits, clear and concise rules and regulations for a household are the way to go. Why is it that we kind of tend to fall within the extremes? Why can't we find <laughs> that middle ground? It, it seems to be, like you said, it is, it is a difficult one. Like, how do you kind of give, uh, but also um, at the same time set those limits as well and just kind of go, well, uh, th- th- these are the boundaries here. Is this something that we can be teaching kids over time? How do we do it? Sally, you know, that I think that's the question of the century, and mm. that's, that's the question for parenting. And if we had that magic answer, um, we wouldn't be sitting here talking this morning. We'd be yeah. someplace else. Yeah. The, the idea is, and what I see with most parents, there's a combination of all three styles. Mm-hmm. And, and I really do think at the end of the day, using all three styles are probably the most appropriate all right, depending upon the situation and depending upon the need. Yeah. How do we support dads to, to do this? Dads. Um, you know, there's a lot of research on dads versus moms. Now, hands down, we know how important moms are. But what we're finding out with, with dads, that dads don't yell as much as, as moms. Um, dads give their children more freedom. And Do it, they? And it actually, Interesting. Sally, it actually makes great sense. I mean, you're the protector. Or you are the protector of that child. That's your, your, you want that child to be safe and secure. All right. You bore that child. So it really does make good sense. And interesting enough is that um, fathers allow their children to take more risks. And let me give you an example. Um, you know, uh, a child climbs up on a chair and the chair is tottering, right? Mom would immediately run and grab the child. Completely. Dad, mm. actually not so much. Dad will give that child that experience, wants the child to feel safe, but will give that child that experience of risk. And that's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is really interesting. Um, uh, wow. I mean... I would have thought that dads would be more um, authoritarian in their uh, way of doing things. Maybe it's just what I've seen. But come to think about it, my dad would would let us take those risks and mm-hmm. and let us be like that. But so, from your perspective as an educator, um, how would you change things to get dads to be more involved? More involved. Well, you know, I think dads have give have to be given the opportunity to break the mold. So let's just talk school because that's what I can talk best. Mm-hmm. Um, dads, when they when they're active in school, they're usually the coaches. They come and coach, right? They are exactly, yeah. Can't we break that stereotype, or yeah. should we? Yeah. Dads, dad should come into the classroom and work with children. As we have parent volunteers coming in, dad should be able to do the same thing. That's true. Yeah. We should be having more uh, parent volunteers who are uh, dads rather than just the moms who are coming in. Um, I want to come back in just a moment, Alan, and kind of ask you as well about the role of male teachers. Mm in all of this do we need more male teachers um what kind of an impact can that have we're going to be continuing the discussion next on life beats on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast life beats life beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 95 we're coming back into the conversation all about dads and uh, what they can do 
uh, in the lives of their kids that they're maybe not already doing. Shout out to all of the dads who are uh, a big part of their kids' lives already and uh, doing a lot there. Uh, tell us about how you're involved with your kids. We would love to hear from you. The text lines here are 4215, or you can reach out on social media as well. Um, but to Alan Cohen, who is a world-class progressive educator, co-chair emeritus of the Principal Center at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, is with us. And um, Alan, I want to ask you about, yes, dads are really important. Um, as role models, as uh, a figure in their kids' lives. Um, it's definitely something, having that role model build completely different expectations. Um, and uh, I know I've read that those uh, kids who do have dads in their lives as well, they're not so uh, limited to the gender stereotypes as well, the traditional gender stereotypes, and, and it can open up their thinking in a whole different way. Absolutely, Sally. You know, the research on this is, is is just so plentiful at this point. So it really does make sense. And also what research is, is telling us, it indicates that when fathers are absent from their children's lives, um, there's a host of negative behaviors. Um, for example, dropping out of school, lower grades, mental and physical issues. Mm. Um and some research is also suggesting that children are sometimes better off without a father if the mother-father relationship is very poor. Now, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's important to point out mm-hmm. that, you know, it shouldn't always be there. But, you know, that dads are vital for building that resilience uh, as well. What about having male teachers in the classroom? Because... I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't we still don't see enough male teachers in the classroom as well. Absolutely, Sally. I, I mean it is it's just so vital to have male role models in schools. And unfortunately, because of salaries and and um, just the way society is based right now of what is important and what's not important. I mean, for me, and of course, you know I'm prejudiced, that education and educators really are are our future. Yeah. All right. And this should be a real high paying job. And historically, it is not. Um, So we don't attract the males. Um, And what I do when I was talking to you that I go to these Ivy League schools, and I talk to to males, and I'll talk to a male that's not necessarily an education major, but is studying law or is preparing to go to medical school, and I say, I'll take you for six months. I'll take you for six months. I need you, yeah. all right? And the children need you, too. It's, it's vital. It's yeah. important, even for that time. What's their reaction when you tell them that when they are, you know, studying for a completely different field, but you say, come and be part of this, come and be an educator? Sally, you're going to make me laugh because um, my staff says, Alan, this is stalkerish. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. You do have to to really emphasize and be after them. What do they say? Well, it's really funny because, um, you know, I'll I'll start out with a personal approach. Meeting, meeting them in person, yeah, and then I'll start doing some emails, and then I'll start making phone calls, and my office manager goes, Alan, you cannot call again. That's stalking. <laughs> 
But when they come along, oh, it is joy. Sally, it is first of all, it's joyous to see a relationship, and it's joyous to see um, as an administrator someone that didn't know they had this potential to change someone's lives. And they and I and, and I can sit there with my lenses and watch it. Uh, it's it can bring tears to my eyes. It really can. That's an incredible. You, do they think about then crossing over? So yeah. so by the way, Sally, you know I told you I, I took a medical student who was preparing to go to medical school. Right. Um, he promised for a couple of months. He's still there. <laughs> he's still there, <laughs> yes. and he's teaching. He's teaching. See th- yeah. that is brilliant because oftentimes this is not what is presented as an option, particularly for males, p- particularly for men um, who are going into university. Teaching is is just not even it's not even a thought. It's so true. It, it is so true. All right. And and once again, society needs to rethink what is important. And educating our children, for me, is the most important thing. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment, to uh, Alan, where I want to ask you uh, about uh, what you would change if you could today within education. And we're going to be continuing uh, this conversation about why the dad effect is so important. We want to see more of it, more donuts mm. with dads. I just love it. I think it's brilliant. It's like those simple little things, those simple little strategies can go such a long way. More to come with Alan Cohen next. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking dads and education with Alan Cohen. Now, Alan, um, it's all good and well to say, yes, dads should be more involved. They should get in there and be part of their kids' lives. But what are the kind of issues that you see with dads that are kind of stopping them? from being part part of uh, everything that's going on? Well, some men back off from expressing their affections, especially to their sons and daughters. Yes, yeah. Um, And I think really we need to be mindful about that. Um, And we need to say and say it loud and clear that words are very important. Mm. How you express yourself is very important. It's not just... Um, you know, what you say, it's also how you say it as well, right? Yeah. Isn't it sad, Sally, that, you know, people wait to the end of their lives to say, I love you, right? Uh, It's really kind of sad. And I think the idea of of being open and honest and showing affection and letting your children know they're loved, I mean, that builds confidence, all right? And, And you know I'm an educator and I'm really about education, but that's more important. I just, because I know you and I know your personality and I know how passionate you are about all of this but who was your role model growing up all right I had a dad that oh tears tell me my dad was really a spectacular guy um he was a hard worker um I learned from him he took a family that uh, that we were at best lower middle class and worked several jobs and finally made us um, a very comfortable, very happy family. There was, um, people talk about my infectious smile and my humor, that's my dad. Um, It was loving, it was warm, he had clear expectations, and truthfully, he wasn't a man of words. You just felt it, you just felt it. 
you just felt how much he loved you, mm-hmm. how much he supported you, how much he was there for you. Yeah. I felt it instinctively as I was young. As my father got ob- older, he was able to really verbalize it. And it was a rush of emotion for me. I really didn't know what to do with it. When he, w- when he would, like, hug me and kiss me and, and tell me how important I was. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great guy. That's incredible. That yeah. is so... And see, you know, you have tears in your eyes talking about that, but it just speaks to the power of that relationship that you, that this man shaped you. Absolutely. He shaped who you are. I know for me, my dad was the same. He's passed as well. Um, But just he, nobody could be a bigger supporter for their child than, than our dad was for us. And the way he would talk about us to other people and be, you know, just so proud of anything and everything yeah. that we had achieved. It just made you feel like you were on top of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that confidence, um, I'm carry, I carry that every single day wherever I go. So there's always a part of my dad with me. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. It's clear. It's crystal clear. And, you know, for me, I know I do the same thing. And um, we pass that on to our kids again, you know, telling them how um, proud we are of them, supporting them in, you know, every little milestone because it it is, it isn't a big thing. We're not talking about um, a big turnaround that, you know, in one day you're going to go from zero to hero or whatever it is. It's those everyday little things that amount to something unforgettable that, that you're experiencing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know something? He let me know when he wasn't he wasn't pleased with my behaviors, too. He let me know loud and clear. Yeah. I, and that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, you know, that, that, that is the role of a parent to, to make sure that you have those boundaries as well, that you know, this is right, this is wrong. And but to be proud of who you are and to keep going despite, you know, obstacles. I'm sure you've had many obstacles in your life, but he showed you how to keep going, right? He showed me how to deal with challenges straight on. Yeah, exactly. Because he just kept going. Yes. He, he was somebody who did that in his life as well and what he taught me is that failure is an opportunity to learn and that is really a powerful lesson that's probably the most powerful lesson you can learn in life because it means that you're unstoppable you will always keep going yes yes i love that i love that so much but for for those uh, who are listening right now who are thinking Okay, how can I do more? You know, what would be your ideas now for them? So, you know, um, the idea of we spoke about affection and saying what you feel. And my suggestion is start with baby steps and start with with some activities, having a family night, um, exploring your child's passions and interests and going with that, um, eating meals together and encouraging conversation during meals. And most of all for me, Sally, is express your love and pleasure of being with your child. Yeah. And and once again, it's quality, not quantity. And that could be in words and it couldn't be also unspoken. Absolutely. As well. You don't need to find the words to be able to do that. And that is just so incredibly vital. Um, But like we said, it's little things. It's little things every single day. And I, I would say... The number one thing I have to give a big shout out to to my husband who um, who makes sure every day that he spends time with the girls. He takes them to school in the morning. 
even though he would love to sleep. Last week it was midterm break and he was <laughs> loving it. <laughs> However, this week when uh, they were back uh, dropping the kids at school again, um, you know, we were talking last night and he was like, I just, I love seeing the girls in the morning. I love spending that time with them in the morning before they go off to school. And then because my Arabic is terrible, he's the one who tutors them in Arabic and Islamic studies. So he does that with them. Uh, tries to to instill that in them as well, but you know, make sure that he's always there for them. It's it's you know difficult to find the time, but making the time I think is just everything, isn't it? Absolutely. And Sally, you know, it's a blink of an eye, yeah. and then your kids are off to university. Yeah. So I say, spend time, spend time, spend time. Oh gosh, I don't think we can emph- emphasize that enough, can we? No. Spend time. Something that I wanted to ask you as well, uh, Alan, is um, if you could change something right now within education, what would you change? Well, you know um, I'm a progressive educator. Yes. All right. And um, for me, that's. I think there are many ways to go to Rome, but I think the best way to get there is through progressive education. Mm -hmm. Sally, you know by 20... 30, 85% of the jobs globally have not been invented yet. Um, so anyone that tells you we know, all right, how to prepare your child for the 22nd century, I'd run from because we really don't know. All I can tell you is that the way you and I went to school is preparing children for the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. All right. So we need to rethink what we're doing. And for me, that's all around progressive education, right? And the way it looks, well, the way it looks is all learners co-create knowledge and problem-solve and plan. Um, teachers guide learning. They're facilitators and foster thinking. Mm. Parents are involved and serve as a resource. And learning is spiral. It's not linear, and it's not about mastering facts and numbers and regurgitating them. And knowledge is really constructed through play, which, in my words, play is a child's work, um, through social experiences um, and social interactions. So, I mean, that's really where I think education is going. For me, it's not about page 53 in the math book. You can Google it, Syria, YouTube it. You can get the answer. Everyone's got the answer, but what everyone doesn't have is the skills to get creative and to find the answer when there isn't one. Absolutely, Sally. And the skills that children need today are so different than the skills that you and I um, were taught when we went to school. Mm. Um, We want our children to articulate their feelings clearly in a wide range of meteors. Um, We want them to to collaborate and work constructively with others. we want them to be compassionate and empathetic. Um, the idea of balance and harmony, uh, which many of us don't have in our lives, yeah. all right? We want our children to have that too. And the idea of citizen, citizenship, engaging constructively with society and participating in the process that sustains it, I mean, that's, that's world class and that's what we want. So that's what I'm about, Sally. That's exactly what we want. And Alan Cohen, it's been an absolute pleasure as always having you on Life Beats. Thank you so much. My pleasure being here. Thank you. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.